Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Chess, a weekly adult improvement chess show where we talk about a specific idea. And this week, we have quite an accomplished young adult improvers, only 21 years of age, but he, he brought his rating from zero to 1750 in 17 months, and he's still improving. He tells me his online blitz rating recently passed 2200, and he's only four years into his chess journey. Our guest also created a popular blog post and video devoted to the longest possible chess game that you guys should check out. Um, but today what we're going to talk about is a kind of dreaded topic for a lot of chess fans, which is the idea of rating plateaus. Uh, I think a lot of you will know the feeling where you're grinding every day, studying a lot of chess, and just not seeing the results you like. Maybe your rating is going uh, um Flat or worse yet, might even be going a little backwards, not getting the results you want. But Braden has some wisdom to share about what to do on these situations. So let's bring him in and introduce him. Braden, what's going on? It's uh, it's good. It's nice to be here on on the podcast again. Uh, it's it's really surreal. Thanks, being, yeah, uh, being here with you. So. you'll you'll get used to it and i know you have a lot of wisdom to share brayden um you know someone listening might be a little skeptical that someone who's gone from zero to 2200 in four years uh has experienced rating plateaus but i i suspect that even you have so are you ready to to start the clock and share uh what you have to share brayden absolutely let's get started okay all right. So question number one, Braden, is define rating plateaus. Okay. A rating plateau for, for most people is defined as something where I would say it's fair to say it's within 100 to 150 point range where you're not really making any big jumps up or down. And it feels like you're just stuck. It feels like there's something mentally blocking you from making the next step in your chest improvement. And have you experienced them yourself, Braden? To an extent, yes. Um, I would say trying to get past these plateaus in the way that I have of just trying to push myself through it and just saying like what I'm doing, the habits and the type of routines that I have uh, are good enough and I just need to do it even more is, again, what caused a lot of burnout for me. And I think it's something that we should all avoid. And I think there's actually different approaches to get past our plateaus. So what was your darkest moment, if you don't mind my asking? So, That's I mean, again, this is something we all deal with, but it sounds like you had a moment of frustration where you really didn't know what to do. And then you came up with uh, what we're discussing today. Um, so there there were actually a few. Um Usually bad tournament performances really, really got to me. Yeah. I wasn't able to play in too many tournaments. Um, I believe I played in like 13 or 14 tournaments over the span of a year and a half, which is still quite a bit, but I wanted to do more. And so you put a lot of energy and a lot of expectations on each individual tournament instead of focusing on the actual grind itself and just getting more experience over time. So uh, bad tournaments really just put me in a downward spiral where it's just like, I felt like I understood more than I was actually performing at. And my experience didn't feel like it was catching up to my knowledge. And I I had to take several breaks from chess, even in those that year and a half, which sounds kind of weird, but it is actually the truth. And even at my final uh, over the board tournament, which was about two years ago, 
uh, I had to take about a six to 12 month break just from that one because I got only minus one or two, but I had such high expectations of myself that it actually was uh, worse on my mental health just from how I was perceiving myself and my expectations of the tournament. Yeah, and of course, we're recording this on the ta- what we hope is the tail end of uh, COVID quarantine. So that yeah. explains in part Braden's lengthiest break that he refers to. But so Braden, and I do think that's good advice. I've heard it from other improvers and chess professionals alike that if if it's becoming a grind, if it's getting to be too much, that you should take a break. Now, how long were those breaks for you? Um, they ranged between one to three months uh, for the the first few. Uh, when I was still in in tournament play, and that's no chess, none whatsoever. Yeah, like I would go from playing hundreds of games online a month to zero. Like wow, pretty much none. Which huh. is yeah, I'm I'm kind of an all or nothing person, and that did some good stuff for my chess in general, but it's also like affected my health, mental health in a serious way. Yeah, well, me- mental health is the most important thing. And then, what did you notice when you came back, Braden? I noticed that I was actually improving a ton. And the reason why I think I was improving so much is because I just got rid of those expectations and focused more on the routines I had as a chess player instead of the actual rating itself. Because when you're looking at chess strength, it's obviously your understanding, but it's also your practice and how you actually go about your games. Are you missing simple tactics? Are you um, spending too much time on your clock. There's many downfalls you can have as a chess player. And I think ultimately the best way to get rid of those things are obviously knowledge of uh, playing chess, but also just experience. You have to actually play chess to to improve. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a process for everyone. Now, let me ask you, Braden. So, you you know, you took these breaks probably because, as you say, sort of the emotional toll was reaching a point where chess was maybe not a net positive at that particular moment. Absolutely, which it wasn't. Can happen. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, it can happen for sure. Now, in the middle of your break, were you like, oh, man, I want to get back out there, but I need to be away more? Or were you just like, I'm not ready? Or what was your mindset in terms of, or did you not know if you were going to go back? Where, where were you? in terms of your relationship with chess during these breaks? Uh, at the very start, it was like, I, I'm just disgusted with my play. I, I made so many. I had this huge um, understanding of things like pawn structures or, or just positional play, because since I'm an adult improver, uh, I don't want to play tactics, tactics against someone that's 10 years younger than me. Why would I do that? Why don't I improve at things that they don't really want to do, like end games and positional play? Make the position boring and win on win on the clock. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, <laughs> uh, ultimately, um, Braden, to to hear you say that as like I'm a forty something dad because I'm trying to old man chess people myself, and you're only twenty one. So <laughs> in everything, there's levels, I guess. Yeah, of course. Um, Ultimately, it does go back to uh, like after that original disgust, it was just the understanding coming to terms with, okay, I might feel like I have this knowledge and maybe I do, but if I can't prove it over the board, maybe it's not the case. And if so, is that the end of the world? And of course it's not, it's, it's chess, right? It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an enjoyable experience. So really just coming to terms with the fact that, hey, maybe 
I'm not experienced enough. And that's actually my biggest weakness. So that's, that's what I've been focusing on is just getting those games in now. Okay, good, good wisdom. And when you did come back, we understand that probably your mindset was healthier. You were able to focus on the process more. Mm. But did you notice anything different about like the nuts and bolts of your studying? Did you change that when you came back from these breaks? Okay, so uh, it's interesting because I, I do still try to study at least a little bit. Uh, I've been more so focusing on the enjoyment aspect of chess lately. And I do enjoy things like endgame studies or tactics. But what I used to study, positional play, super difficult books like positional play uh, or... Uh, Gelfand, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I was thinking of, I think it was Jacob Eigard, uh Grandmaster. Ah, Pepper. right. Yeah. Uh, and Different quality chess book. Yeah. Like I was just focusing on these super difficult books that I could barely understand in, in the first place uh, and just stressing myself o- o- over it and... In reality, I should have just been focusing on the enjoyable parts. I, I enjoy playing Blitz, and maybe that doesn't improve my chess uh, the most efficient way, but it's about getting the hours in and getting the experience in at the end of the day. So any experience or any input, I think, is good input. Okay. And and amazingly, as you say, you, you feel like you haven't even been hitting the books that hard, and and at least your, your Blitz reading um, is improving. Now... People have different philosophies on this breed, and how do you compare your blitz rating to your your you were playing classical tournaments uh, before the quarantine? Like, do, do you feel like it counts? Um, in the sense that, do you like? Do I consider my blitz rating to be on par with my classical in any way? Um, do you like? Do you take it as seriously? Oh, um, sometimes, right? It's it's just depending on the mood. Sometimes I just want to play a bunch of games, like 20, 30 games in a day. Sometimes I just want to play a few, but really concentrate on the openings and the tactics. As I think Blitz is actually a great way to train your tactics because, uh, for example, if you're doing tactics trainer, you know there's a tactic. But when you're playing Blitz, you don't know when there will be. So that's, uh, yeah, that's great way. my... Oh, sorry? <laughs> great way to train your openings as well, I was just going to say. Yeah, it's, just, it's definitely Just because you get a lot of reps in. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, it's amazing progress, especially with your Blitz rating. So what's your, your Canadian rating now? I think it's 1751. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 2200 Blitz, 1751 Canadian. But uh, mm. I guess luckily for the Canadians, you're leaving the country, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be the uh, Spaniard to bear the brunt of that underratedness. All right. Well, <laughs> well, well Braden, these have been some great insights. Again, uh, anyone watching or listening, dealing with a plateau, just know you're not alone. It's uh, part of the process for every, every single person. Uh, Braden, anything to, to add before our flag falls here? Um, yeah, so I would just say that, of course, making sure you enjoy the game is important because at the end of the day, it is a game about experience, not about intellect, uh, in my opinion. And lastly, focus on your study habits. Uh, if you want to improve a lot, are you being efficient with your time? But also make sure you're enjoying that in time if you uh, are trying to be more efficient. Don't trade off efficiency for fun. Just have fun at the end of the day. Okay, that is an excellent um, note to end on. Brayden, thank you for helping us out here on How to Chess. Yeah, no problem. Happy to, happy to be here.
We are back with our three takeaways from this excellent conversation with Brayden Lachlan. Uh, Brayden, it's been some, some great revelations in a short 10 minutes. So here's what I'm taking away from that. Number one, um, you really want to make sure you're having fun. It's even more important than the efficiency of your study because this is ultimately a hobby. So even though we want to get better, if it's not, you know, if it's not enjoyable, then like, what are you even doing? So I think that's, uh, I think that's really important advice that we can lose sight of sometimes. Um, number two, of course, focus on the process. Don't worry so much about what, you know, what happened in one individual game, what's happening with your rating. If you're doing the right things over time, then good things are going to happen to your chess progression. And number three, again, if it's becoming a chore, if it's starting to burn you out, that does happen in chess. We can't pretend like it doesn't, but be willing to take breaks. I mean, Braden describes multiple breaks of over a month and think of all the progress he made overall. So um, definitely, definitely uh, excellent advice all around from Braden Lachlan. So Braden, thanks again for joining us here on How to Chess. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure to be here. <laughs>